Bam. Let's do it, baby. Welcome to the Just Now Podcast. I'm your host. We're the most. No, I'm, I would never abuse you guys like that. I know I said that last podcast. I was surprised on myself, but I really like saying that. I think that's why everyone else likes saying it. What's going on, people? It's been a while. I had a few uploads ready, but I wanted to give you something fresh. Oh, let me fix this microphone. Yeah, I wanted to give you guys something fresh, man. It's about time you guys get something raw in the Just Now podcast. That's why it's called that, you know? Just now. Bam, let's do this. So, let's talk about, let's talk about this. I, uh, no one, no one that, no one probably cares, but I do. Dude, the new Allison Chains music video. Uh, I believe the song, the song is called Personal Hell. Something like that. Oh my god, dude. It's absolutely tremendous. I cannot believe after, I mean, this is a 10-year-old song, and they're still making music, but it's amazing that these guys have stuck around for so long. And yeah, you get the death of Lane and all the other stuff, but that's all good and dandy, right? It's all fine. They're still making great music. Their new vocalist, man, he's a tiger. He's an absolute tiger on stage, and I love him to death. I don't know his name or nothing. Like, I know Lane's, obviously, but that dude... That dude's really got some talent. And uh, I, I watched one of the live performances. I think they were performing in, I think it was like New York or something. Absolutely phenomenal band. All these great bands out here. Another great band that I wanted to see. They came to the States not too long ago. Uh, this band called Mishuga. I'm sure you've heard of them. Anybody listening to this podcast knows that I love me some Mishuga, man. I really do. This sounds like more of a radio station. <laughs> Uh, anywho, so I was, I was, uh, it's a funny story. I was down at the park with my buddies. We go to this place in this, uh, this little mall or whatever. And, uh, for the first time ever, you know, I got friends that are really into stand up. Like they, they, you know, they, we actually tried to do it like just for each other. I got to tell you guys, it's nothing is funnier than like purposely like standing up, pretending you have a microphone in your hand and just trying to make your friends laugh. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's uh when I when we started doing I was I just suggested I was like guys you want to just try and do stand up like just for the fuck of it and uh, me and my buddy Lamont just got up and we started doing our thing my other buddy he didn't want to do it but it was just me and my buddy Lamont so hopefully me and him uh and him and I had him on the podcast my buddy Greg Lamont I had him on the podcast uh I think that was that was like a that was like a while ago I want to say about three four podcasts ago me uh we all sat down and talked about a lot of shit I can't even remember. Probably aliens or like Bruce Jenner, same thing. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, that girl, that girl that everybody's talking about, uh, Greta. I don't know why people are giving her so much shit. Like seriously, I think people just need to leave her alone. Like that girl has done nothing. Like she literally has done nothing to anyone. Like her, like it, her opinion shouldn't matter to like adults i feel like like if my eight-year-old or however she old she is would have come to be like we're destroying this earth and blah blah i'd be like okay cool or did you finish your homework you know like what what could she have to say like she i mean i get it like she wrote her little speech and she feels strongly about it and i don't think there's a problem with feeling strongly about a topic i don't obviously i have a podcast i talk about whatever i feel strongly about or whatever i just feel like goofing around about obviously i like put myself out there too 
but the hate she's getting for it is what I uh, disagree with. You know, people are getting sh- like giving her shit, saying that she's gonna uh, uh, she's complaining about her ruined childhood because of um, global warming. Look, the only thing that's gonna ruin this kid's childhood is the adults that are gonna put her in the spotlight constantly. They're gonna use her as some kind of like just you know show horse for whatever trying to propaganda they're trying to preach, right? That's all they're trying to do. That's all they're gonna do. You know, she doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't know any better. She's obviously a very smart girl, but you know, I, you know, to put that much power in someone's words that's so young is like ridiculous. In my opinion, this is supposed to be funny. I say that every podcast. Like sometimes I'm just not funny. Like I just want to speak about some uh, some shit that I feel about, you know. But uh, it's all good. Speaking of global warming, that's I think I think global warming is is something that we don't know how to gauge. Like if I were to ask my neighbor right now, like, hey, what was the difference between 1982 and right now? You probably wouldn't know the difference. And I think that's the biggest problem with people not really supporting the idea that global warming exists. It's because it's not affecting your life in every, you know, everyday life. You know, we go outside and yeah, you know, it's hot when it's supposed to be winter, but who cares, right? You know, like when I was a kid, I thought, you know, it's supposed to be colder by now, right? It's still hot as fuck, man. It's almost, what, October? Like, well, you know, when I was a kid, it was cold by now. So I'm starting to kind of think about it. Cause that's all you got to really do is think about it. Like when you were a kid and then, you know, what did this time month feel like you were small, you were cold, but then again, you were small. So you weren't an adult. I don't know. There's a lot of factors that play into it, but I remember it being cold. I remember being, you know, bunched up in my jacket. You know what I'm saying? You know, those big goofy jackets with the, um, with the hoodie on it, the little fur around the hoodie. Everybody had one. Oh man. If you didn't have one of those, you were whack. Some of you might remember that shit, but the, the most famous one came in like a tan like a tannish color, and it had, like, the fur on the top of the hood, on the brim of the hood. I still got that hoodie, man. I <laughs> That hoodie was so big. That hoodie is so big that I can still wear it to this day. That's how big that hoodie is. Like, it's... it. I told my parents, I was like, this is way too big. Like, guys, like, I'm getting so much shit for this. Like, I shouldn't be able to try this on as a grown man still. That's how big that hoodie is. And that was middle school. Oh man, little uh, little little chunky honey bun eating me, walking around, <laughs> consumed by this jacket that didn't need to be that big. I mean, uh, you guys don't understand. I'll probably post a, a picture up later of how big and ridiculous this jacket is because I still have it in my closet. Man, eight, uh, oh man, uh, middle school was a weird time. I'm talking about middle school or elementary. Elementary school, middle school. No, no, I'm talking about elementary school. Yeah, your elementary school hoodie shouldn't still fit you. Like, I'm fucking 24 now, and that shit still fits. <laughs> but um, that was the style back then, man. Back then, that was the style. I say back then, like I'm from the 80s, but, you know, in elementary school, for uh, for us, you had to rock the Felas, you had to rock the Nikes, the Jays, man. And if you walked in with a pair of FUBUs on, your life was over, son. It was all over. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. No one gave a damn about you. And you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, even the teachers would look at you like kind of funny, like, ugh. <laughs> you, know the way, uh, you know the way black people look at Indians? 
that's how they would look at you, like, ugh, ugh, you ugh, boo-boo-wearing motherfucker. <laughs> I remember getting tortured, man. I walked in there one day. I thought Reeboks were cool. I thought, you know, because no one ever clowned it. I thought whatever people clowned is whatever you couldn't wear. I didn't know that Reeboks were the new thing to clown. So I walk in there with my fucking, you know, my white sober eyes, and I come in there, and I'm like, "Hey guys, hello! I'm gonna learn some, gonna learn some stuff about Hitler," you know. And then, <laughs> so I walk in there, my history class, and I remember my teacher. His name was Mr. Waterlove, and he taught history. I think it was history. Back then, teachers taught two subjects. You know, what one would teach both math and science, but I think he taught history and English. And uh, I walked in there. And, you know, he said good morning to me, and I walked in there. And I remember these two kids, these two kids will always fuck with me, no matter what I wore. Even if I wore the same thing they wore, they'd be like, it's not better than ours. Like, I couldn't beat it. Nothing would beat it. You know, that's how childhood was. It was great. You know, you like how I'm giving my little childhood speech of how hard my childhood was. I didn't get, I got picked on because I wore felines. <laughs> get over it. Right? That's what I would say, man. But they would, I would, I'd get trashed. But like looking back on it, it kind of made me better at trashing other people, because I would take all those experiences from being trashed so much, and I would put them on other people. Man, like you know, if we were at a group table or something like that, and we were uh, we were just around there like rapping. That was the biggest. That was another big thing was rapping. You had to know how to rap, or at least freestyle a little bit. You know, write something down. And if you didn't know how to rap, you got clowned for that. So uh, it was constant clowning. Like, you had to be thick-skinned back in the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, I was okay at it. I remember uh, I remember one time I was standing in the hallway, sitting in the school, uh, and uh, we would all just gather around. We would rap and stuff. And I would throw my little lyrics out. But one time, this kid, he was really good at rapping, and I just I schooled him. I, one time, one time I did it to him, and it was enough. It was enough for me to be cool. You know what I'm saying? That felt great. <laughs> It's crazy going through all these memories and looking at life and uh, looking at life what it is now. What I was worried about then and what I'm worried about now to told different things. You know, now life is life is more than wearing the right shoes. You know what I'm saying? Before that's what it was. But now it's just like, you know, how am I going to get drunk today? I'm just kidding. Don't fucking listen to me. <laughs> now it's more like, you know, how am I going to take care of this little one? How am I going to do this and do this for myself? Because uh, I was always taught that you know you're uh, you're only getting older and your parents are older than you so yeah you're getting older and you have time but uh they don't you know slowly slowly but surely they don't and uh that's a scary feeling that's a scary feeling knowing that all you've ever known is going to be gone someday and uh i know my parents feel that pain and uh i'm gonna feel that pain when they go, and Lisa's gonna, well, my little girl, she's gonna feel that pain whenever, uh, whenever I go. Which, if I keep this up, it's probably gonna be soon. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get better with all the, uh, all the boozing and stuff. You know, boozing constantly, you know, drinking night and day and shit, eating horrible. I'm trying to get back out there in the gym and, you know, try to work out. I'm no Joe Rogan, but motherfucker, I try. I'll be a, I'll be a, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to be, I feel like I'm going to lose a couple pounds. I already did lose a couple pounds. I was sitting at a solid, like, two, I was, solid, I was sitting at 245, 250, 
And now I'm sitting at like two fucking twenty now. So who robbed me? It's my own little little slice of victory. Cause uh, oh my god, I was walking into practice one of my one of the days, and one of my old best friends. He saw me because he hadn't seen me in like a year, two years. And the first thing he said to me was like, what the fuck happened? You got fat. <laughs> He's always been fat, but I, um, I've i never been fat, like ever until recent years. I don't know, something about I got stressed out, stressed out, drinking a lot, eating a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just bullshit. So uh, now I'm kind of detoxifying myself, and getting my life together and making sure that Whatever I do is the best for myself. And uh, I notice a lot of people are doing that, which is really good. And I love surrounding myself by people with, uh, by people that want to do good for themselves. That, not saying they don't care about others, but they put themselves before anyone else. So that's the best thing you can do, you know, to help anyone is to make sure you're straight. Because when you're straight, someone else could, you know, you can give a little. You can be, uh, you can be generous, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg. He's a generous guy, right? He gave us Facebook. I'm just fucking with you. That guy. I wonder what his personal life is like. You ever just, like, there's a lot of people that I'm sure everyone wonders about, but who wonders about what Mark Zuckerberg's life is like? Does he go on Facebook? Or does he, or is he like, just like, eh? Like, what if he's like, eh, about his own creation? Like, we're so crazy about it, but he's just like, eh, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I made it, so I already know everything, you know? I think I think that's how I would think of it. If I made Facebook, I wouldn't be on Facebook as the creator. I'd just be like, yeah, you guys can use it. Like, whatever, just pay me. I would use uh, I would uh, I would use Twitter. That's what I would do. I would use Twitter to get all my stuff out. Mm-hmm. Or I just have people post on Facebook for me, which is frustrating, by the way. I hate certain accounts that you like. Say you follow like uh oh, perfect example. Bam Margera, his page, someone's posting from his page, like, a bunch of, like, makeup tutorials. Like, the other day, there was this kid, uh, this, like, little 11-year-old boy showing how well he can do makeup, which was, it was weird to me. It was weird to me because it was just, like, this little boy is doing makeup, and what am I supposed to say? Oh, you look beautiful to a fucking 10-year-old boy? Like, that's uncomfortable. That's just weird. Like, I get it that it's a skill. Like, but if he was doing it to someone else, then I'd be like, you know, like that person that's of age to call them beautiful, fine. But like, I can never call a 10 year old boy beautiful. I can call my, I can call my kid beautiful because that's my kid. I think my kid is, she's a beautiful little girl. But some, some little white boy that I don't even know, like, oh, that's a, like, what do I look like saying that's a beautiful little boy? Like, what? That sounds ridiculous. And it feels ridiculous. And it should. It should feel ridiculous. That's that's what a lot of today is. Is things that should feel ridiculous are getting shamed to the point where you're just like, all right, well, maybe I shouldn't think it's that ridiculous. When naturally it is. Naturally it does make you uncomfortable. You know? And I don't I don't think people should shun natural human responses. Bill Burr had a great bit about that. Bill Burr was saying how, you know, he was sitting at a cafe and he just saw two dudes kissing. And like he was like, how much how much do I have to support this? Do I gotta watch them rub each other's chest hair and grab each other's beards and shit? Something like that. I'm paraphrasing of what he said. It's not word for word, but I got what he was saying. It's just like, how far does it have to go to where I gotta like look at this shit? Like I can't be uncomfortable. It's to the point now where you cannot be uncomfortable, and that's that's just too personal for me. That 
I don't think anyone should be allowed to say what makes me and what doesn't make me uncomfortable because, you know, whatever. Like, like uh, for instance, rapists. We're going to talk about rapists. Rapists are totally okay with raping. That's why they're rapists. But people who aren't rapists, they aren't rapists and they don't feel like it's right. So do, are you telling me that because the rapist thinks it's okay and he feels okay with it, I should just... I just leave my own natural instinct to think that rape is okay. No, of course not. That's ridiculous. And that's what we're dealing with in today's little, uh, I don't even know what to call it. I, I want to say society, but I feel like it's more than that. It's like, it's like the world almost. I mean, it seems like the world because everybody you talk to is always talking about it in some way, shape or form. And, uh, you know, thanks to the internet, we're more connected now more than ever. And speaking of connections, I'm glad that you guys got to listen to me and I got to connect with you. So if you had a laugh and you shared my opinion about something, which is all just my opinion, then connect with someone else and share this. Thank you for listening to the Just Not Podcast. I've been your host, Quincy Long. Thanks, guys.